Welcome to Season 3 of the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. I'm Kelly Dean, physical therapist and founder of the Tummy Team. I'm excited to share with you the stories of clients and professionals on their personal, functional core and pelvic floor rehab journeys, as well as so much more. We're passionate about helping you be strong for the life you were meant to live. Welcome back to the Tummy Team Journey podcast. This is Kelly Dean, and I'm really excited to have a client story today. Julia is one of our online clients, and um, she volunteered to share her story. So I'm excited for you guys to get to know Julia and for me to get to know a little bit more about her story and to see how that maybe helps you guys on your journey. Hi, Julia. How are you? Hi, Kelly. I'm doing well. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for being here. Tell everybody just a little bit about yourself. Well, like just a little bit about your story. Get us started. So my name is Julia. I'm a mom of five beautiful children. Um, I was born in Germany and uh, met my husband 12 years ago in Hawaii. And yeah, my life got a bit turned upside down in the best possible way. And life is exciting. Travel a lot. We have a lot of fun. (laughs) Cool. Did you... so? Um, you shared a little bit in your story that, um, at first it was maybe going to be a little bit hard for you guys to have kids. You did, you had, you had some complications, right? That's correct. Yeah. We, I come from a very small, very standard German family. Never thought I would have kids. My husband is from a family with 11 children. So we met and my perspective completely changed. And all I wished for was one day we're going to have our own children and three years in and yeah nothing happened for us and we went to a clinic got checked out they told us it would never happen and said our prayers and five little miracles arrived yeah yeah (laughs) they don't always know all the things that are going on so when did you um how did your pregnancies go and when did you kind of hear hear about diastasis or did you have a diastasis kind of what happened in your pregnancies yeah, for me, it was a very surprising journey. I have always been a very fit person. Um, so after our first baby, I always said I bounced right back. I had I, I was out and about five days after she was born. All my pregnancies were great. All my labors were natural and uncomplicated, I would say. And after our first daughter was born again, I bounced back immediately and I was walking around when I shouldn't have, I think, and, you know, trying to live this life. Oh, I got this. I don't need to sit down. I, I can do everything I did before. And people told me, you don't look like you had a baby. And yeah, that was baby number one. <laughs> After baby number two, I feel like there wasn't much of a choice because I had a toddler that was one year old, or one and a half years old and a baby. So again, I did the same thing. I don't think I paid real attention to myself until baby number three. Well, the pregnancy was great. The delivery was super short, two hours in a home birth situation. She was born and I had the hardest time standing up properly. I sat in the car and every time I I got out of the car, I walked, I kind of hunched over. I couldn't properly stand up and again, tried to push myself. We had a very busy lifestyle at that time, traveling a lot. And I just thought I had to keep going again. Never heard of diastasis, never thought I wasn't a fit person had that expectation on myself. 
I think I think that when we are when our history is being so physically um strong and fit and and kind of our our identity is just trusting that our body can do whatever we ask it to do we we kind of go into motherhood in that same thing and 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 sometimes that's also what's put out there kind of the energy that's put out there you just keep on doing it you you know you're a mom and you just do all the stuff and you know every you sacrifice everything for your kids and i i'm not saying that's awful but there sometimes you know we we don't acknowledge the transformation that actually happens in our body with these with these pregnancies and it sounds like your pregnancies were pretty close together oh yes <laughs> not a lot of recovery time and are you somebody that breastfeeds your kids Yep, I I fully breastfed all of them, and um, again because of our traveling lifestyle, none of them even ever used a bottle. So it was a full on transformation. That in the you know we had prayed for this, and here are all these kids, and I didn't want to complain. I didn't want to slow down. I want to be the least complicated matter in this whole new puzzle of family and business life. And yeah, so I really didn't pay attention to myself. Yeah, I really didn't. Yeah. And then what happened? Then baby number four came and it was the middle of the pandemic. And I had suddenly time, a little more time to access, you know, how am I feeling? I actually did have four children in five years. None of them were twins. You know, the youngest ones are 13 months apart. That was surprising. And I said to my husband, I really have to do something. And Personal history led me to the idea, maybe I should try out Pilates again. I had done it a lot when I was still living in Germany and I signed up for a class and it was probably, I was almost a year postpartum with my fourth baby and maybe had done half a year of Pilates classes. And one of the teachers suddenly, you know, you think you're working out, you're doing something good. You're putting your core back together. And finally, one teacher said, I want to know something, you know, just sit up slightly. And for the first time, somebody assessed if I had a diastasis, I had never heard of it. I didn't care to research enough about it or I would have found out. And she says, you know, you have about three fingers of a gap here. Can you feel that? And I was like, wow, I can feel that. I had no idea. And she had recommended some modifications to the exercises, but she was the only teacher to do that. Everybody else just had me work out normally. And I did. And I didn't realize it put the diastasis in place back actually like me doing sit-ups and planks and just made it harder to fix. Yeah. Some of the things that we do in a fitness mindset are actually detrimental to how the core is actually designed. And especially if there's a separation and honestly, people don't realize this, but you know, we work with men that didn't get this from pregnancy. Most Mm -hmm. of the men we work with, they got it from doing sit-ups, <laughs> you know? So wow. the thing, what, that's so frustrating. The thing that we think we should be doing to make our core strong actually can cause like an injury to our core. And that's, that's really frustrating because that information isn't widespread knowledge. Exactly. Yeah. I, when I found out I actually had a diastasis, I thought, why did I not find out before that? I wonder after which baby I actually got it. <laughs> but now I noticed it. Now I want to do something about it. And I never realized that some of the exercises weren't beneficial. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah, then came along baby number five. <laughs> um, and throughout the whole pregnancy, I, I stuck with the Pilates exercise. You know, I have four small children. I still try to to tag along with the needs of family life. And I was a lot more cautious in that pregnancy, I think. And after my first son, after he was born, I thought I really got to pay attention to myself. I believe this is the last baby and this is my chance to really set myself up for success to, you know, be a strong mom, take care of myself so I can take care of my kids. I never felt that mindset easy, but I really thought it was time. And I went to a chiropractor and heard of the tummy team for the first time. Okay. So you, um, you know, I think that those early years are so physically demanding of the kids, you know, you're nursing, you're traveling, you're probably baby wearing, you're probably, uh, you know, just doing all this stuff. It is hard. You're, you're the, like the voice of the negative things in your body has to get pretty loud to be heard over all the other needs of everybody. And that's what's sometimes sad because by the time we really start to address things, other things are starting to fall apart. Like it's not just, you know, um, I have a separated abdominal wall. It's more like, oh, my back is weak. My pelvic floor is weak. I feel unstable. I'm tired all the time. My posture is terrible, you know, like, and, and maybe intestinal problems or maybe leakage issues, you know, all of these different things. Did you start to notice when you slowed down and kind of started to notice, did you start to notice some of those things also going on? Yeah, I think I'm pretty aware of my body. I used to be a dancer. So a lot of things always happened from the core. And I was always lucky my body naturally responded well to exercise. So I don't think I I had major symptoms. I definitely felt worn out. I did all the wrong things. I sat terribly when I fed my babies. I felt a strain in my neck. I wore all my children all the time. Again, we travel so much. So the easiest thing, I even nursed them in the carrier, you know, and it wasn't until after baby number five, who was very heavy, he was a 10 pound little boy and at six months old, 25 pounds. And I constantly strap him in our midwife saying, you know, you get everything pulled forward in your body. So there were these little voices around me and maybe in my head of having a strain here, having lower back pain, uh, realizing physically or visually that you know, my tummy was hanging out a lot more after every baby and I didn't know what to do about it, more an aesthetical thought, <laughs> but it definitely felt low in energy. And I felt yeah. like I, I can move my body around, but I can feel the strength inside of me, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So, so your chiropractor told you about the tummy team? Yep. Great. I went originally because I had, um, for the first time too, with the last pregnancy, numb hands. And I was hoping for her to help me because it stuck around for a long time postpartum. And she's like, you know, um, you have any other questions? I say, yeah, I actually have this diastasis and I really don't know exactly how to, what to do about it. And she's like, ah, I have this great recommendation. Check out the tummy team. <laughs> and that's when I looked you guys up and signed up for the course. Great. Great. Well, um, did you, uh, uh, I think that I have a couple of um, professionals that have done training with me from Hawaii. Um, and it's always, um, it's always great to have somebody 
be able to give you an answer because unfortunately a lot of people hear, oh, you know, that happens, you know, <laughs> like, sorry, <laughs> you know, yeah. they don't give you a resource. So I, I'm glad that you got that resource. So, so you looked at the tummy team, you, you found core foundations. And then um, when you started kind of what, what were your expectations when you started versus what it, the course actually was like? Yeah, I I had the expectations of going into a workout course. I thought there was video after video about which exercises I would do and how to, you know, uh, work out to fix this gap. Mm -hmm. I had no expectation on education or um, recommendations on a daily life adjustment. Mm -hmm. And it really surprised me that those two things were so... um, prioritized in the course especially in the beginning and I really appreciated it yeah I really, it was amazing yeah it, it's interesting because um at first especially our f- athletes or fitness background clients they um that's that's what they want they want like just give me some exercises to do just give me a workout to do because that's kind of how we've addressed life up until this point Right. And so I think it's pretty surprising. And for most people, refreshing. Some people are frustrated by it, but for most people, refreshing to go, oh, you know, I geared up myself for like these workouts. I didn't really know how I was going to fit out, fit workouts into my life, but I geared myself up to do whatever I needed to do because this is what you do. And then to the refreshing um, experience to go, oh, no. She actually knows that I'm a mom. <laughs> she knows that I have daily demands on my life. And there's things that I do every day that I could be doing better. And um, and I think that once you kind of shift your expectations, that is that is a refreshing kind of outlook. Yeah, I felt it was offering me so much versus demanding out of me. And in motherhood, that's things that don't happen as much. And, you know, I'm very grateful for all my children, but to feel like it was like a session for me, not asking more from me, <laughs> if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. No, and, and it's one of the the analogies I use with my clients a lot of times. It's like, you know, if you think about yourself as a bank and everything is a withdrawal and mm-hmm. nothing is a deposit, you're going to be in debt pretty quick, you know? And, and so this is a deposit, you know, this is, this is showing you how to do the things you already need to do better and, and giving you little tips that seem like so simple, but you weren't doing it. So like little tips on how to sit differently and how to lift differently and how to breathe differently and how to empty the dishwasher or change a diaper, like the things that you're doing all day long have a physical demand to them. So, you know, I I kind of function on that philosophy that whatever we do the most is going to win. Right. So I, when I developed this course, I was in the throes of, you know, motherhood of young children. And I was like, what, what is the reality of what I can do here? You know? And if my, my, if motherhood is exhausting, then I always think that if something is hard enough to make you tired, it's also hard enough to be your workout if we just look at it differently. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And motherhood is the best workout, yeah. right? 
it's 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 a it's a pretty important workout. So so as you started the course, what were kind of how did your body start responding? How you know what was you know the most significant things for you? Um, the most significant, I would say, all the visuals that were in my head. Like I, I keep envisioning this zipper in my in my you know abdomen, and I even shared it with a few friends. I showed them my daughter's shoe. I'm like, look at the zipper. If you sit like this, it does that. And if you do this, it does that. That's how your tummy opens. I'm like, more people need to know about this because I was so blind. I didn't realize that was happening in me all the time when I change a diaper, when I feed my baby, when I do my chores when I pick up my beautiful, heavy little son, you know, every time I pick him up, I do it uh, non-beneficial to my healing process. And those visuals given in the class, as well as the reminders of, you know, when you sit down your shoes, you can do a stretch. And when you sit down to tie your shoes, you can do a stretch. Or when you do the dishes, look up. When you feed your baby, look up. All the little things were present in my mind visually, you know, look at the horizon or... So that was the most beneficial thing to me that in all the things I was doing every day, I had a reminder here and there to look after myself, driving mm-hmm. a car, driving, mm-hmm. how I breathe when I, you know, spend time with my other children. They want to be picked up too. And I have done a lot less baby wearing, understanding, you know, what it did to my body. So there were so many little pieces to the big puzzle that came together and just were constantly present in my mind in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. And and what happened with your diastasis over time? Did you notice it getting better? Yeah. So especially uh, towards the end of the class, I could feel like if I did a, a transverse hold, I could, I when I started a class, I could feel like I was trying to put my mitt together but at the end of the class, I could even feel like my muscles in the, my back got activated. That's how strong I felt my core was getting. And I did this. I did another assessment just a couple of days ago. And again, I started at probably almost three fingers and I can barely fit one finger in now. So yeah. it was a huge we say that one in shallow or a half in shallow is is what we would expect. Like the muscle feels different than connective tissue, especially after one or more pregnancies that connected mm-hmm. to changes the the integrity a little bit because it stretches out with all the hormones and you know the transformation in the belly. So do you you know because of your history as a dancer, um there's there's a posture that comes with dancing, right? There's yes. this there's this lengthening, this confidence, that connection, and it's really transverse. It's your transverse, whether you knew it or not, that posture that comes with that type of dancing. Now, you did, did you do ballet? Yes, I did. So ballet sometimes does a little bit of posterior pelvic tilting, but Mm -hmm. not the whole time. You know, it kind of goes back and forth. What I notice mostly with ballet dancers is not actually what they're doing during ballet, but like they take that same posture, toe out, tail kind of tucked throughout the rest of their life, you know, and, and and I'm like, okay, well, when you're not in ballet, let's not walk like you're in ballet. Let's walk (laughs) with your feet forward and, you know, and your pelvis neutral. Um, But what I, what I'm getting at is I, I, I wonder if now that your transverse has, has regained so much of its, its strength, do you feel a sense of that dancer self 
back in yourself. 100%. I, I uh, realized I can go in a posture that I like being in a lot easier. And that is this dancing posture because my whole life, yeah. I was born in East Germany. You got picked from a kindergarten if you had a good you know, body posture and we're put in class at a very early age. That's what happened to me. So my whole life, I was in this mindset of a dancer posture. And I feel like I'm completely surrendered to not ever getting back to that, that feeling after all my babies. And I had made peace with it, but a lot of the exercises, the posture I went to, to do the stretch or to just do the hold really reminded me of that time in my life. And I love it. I love the feeling of, oh, I can have this posture again. And it feels good. Like in my upper chest, in my, it feels grounding in it. What, what I notice when we start to get people um, back into postures or movement patterns or exercises or, or sports that they did when they were younger, there's an emotional um, component that is really healing, that is deeper than just, oh yeah, my muscles can do this and I can play volleyball or I can golf again, or I can swim again, or I can dance again. But it's more than that. There's there's this part of our younger identity that is, well, all of our identity that is meshed our personality with our physical ability. And um, they're getting, there's a grief of losing that. Like, even though you had a have a lot of joy in your life now, right? Like, we don't want to go back to not having kids and being young just because our body worked better. You know, we like where we're at. But there is something really therapeutic to having that sense back. And I hear it a lot from, from men and women where they, they're like, I didn't realize how emotionally... Um, supportive it was going to feel to have to to have that posture back or to be able to move in this way or lift in this way or garden or do something that you have kind of surrendered you'd kind of given up on you know I agree yeah I had it really rubbed in my face because my brother uh, my husband has a lot of younger brothers who all got married at the time we had our fifth baby so all the other sister-in-laws are 10 years younger than me, you know, a lot, very different stage in life. So I always thought, man, I'm, I'm grateful for the journey of the last 10 years. But I, in the back of my head, I felt like I didn't allow myself to miss that time in my life. And yeah, regaining that posture gave me a lot of confidence and the strength gave me a lot of confidence and reconciliation of the process that happened in the meantime. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Even that word reconciliation, kind of, you kind of reconciled back with your body. And, and the babyhood years, um, it's just a different season. You know, it's my, my husband lovingly calls it the tired years, (laughs) the tired years. Like, I don't know how we really got through that. Um, But you know, there's, there's something that shifts when, whether we know like, okay, this is our last baby or the, the older babies are starting to like, maybe get school age, um, that we start to feel this shift. They're not quite as physically dependent on us. And we start to realize, okay, like, where do I now want to be in this next season of my life? You know, the, the sacrifices that we made when they're little, we made that, but is you know, kind of like the, the 
not walking like you're in ballet when you're not in ballet, not living like you have a newborn when you don't have a newborn anymore. <laughs> you know? I, I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. I do feel like finally our dream is coming through having babies and it started this blender of, whoa, 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 what is all happening? And it was blending for the last seven years of my life. And I really feel like knowing the last baby was the last put a stop on the blender. And I was like, wow, now I got to look around and I want to be, who am I after this season of having small babies and small children? While I'm still in it, my mind is already looking for, I I want to be a strong mother. I want to be a good example, but also I want to pay attention of being a good wife and being my the best me I can be. So mm -hmm. starting it off with the core foundation course was great because it was a foundation in so many ways for me. And grounding. And one of the things that um, somebody asked me once they were interviewing me for a podcast and they had said kind of what, what was, um, you know, what had been the most surprising part of this journey for me. And I said, it was like the, the emotional and mental clarity that, that I got back that I didn't even know I was missing. I didn't even know I I'd lost it until I got it back and how, you know, how much the physical, my physical well-being and my physical connection to my core um, really in, you know, impacted that. And I, I sense that with you. You're like, OK, I, my eyes are open. I'm looking around. I'm I'm kind of outside of the bubble, the baby bubble, you know, and, and kind of wanting to look at what's this next season. And I'm glad that you, people think that it's, they think it's something different. They think, oh yeah, I just need to not look pregnant anymore. I don't want to wet my pants. I don't want to have back pain. Yes, yes, yes. We want all of those things, but there's something deeper in there when it's your core. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I love I that. Yeah, for me, it definitely, I believe a lot of almost everything in life starts from the inside out. And that concerns feelings, you know, emotions, our mind and our core, you know, and from there, we can develop this a strong, you know, outlook on life and a strong personality. And while as a mother, it was important for me to have that. I also lost sight a bit of how to be a wife, you know, how to, uh, my husband always reminded me, you know, we, we, us as a unit are the foundation for taking care of these children. And I was like, yeah, I want to pay attention to you, but I have all these other things to do. So looking after myself helped me a lot. Looking after our relationship as well. And I really appreciate that. Yeah, I agree. I see that a lot too. Um, it slows it slows things down a little bit and it helps you kind of to to reconnect to all of those different parts of yourself. And it, it comes back to that, like, you know, that you want your bank to be full so that you you can be giving in the way that you want to give, not just like feeling depleted all of the time, um, feeling empty all of the time. Um, did you have any I mean, you don't really have an option because of where you live. Um, but did you have any concerns about it being online? Did, did that, was that, um, a worry for you that you were going to do an online course? Did you have any difficulty like kind of doing it with your five kids? I, I love the online format of the class. It was really for me the only way I could pull it off at this point or comfortably pull it off. 
And, you know, I told my kids, mom is doing a class and it was great because they're homeschooled. So they need to understand I'm in class now. So give me a little space. <laughs> and yeah, I loved, loved the online format. Absolutely. I didn't have any concerns. Yeah. I think that people are becoming more and more open to that. But I think sometimes when it feels like physical therapy, like the, how am I going to do physical therapy online, you know? Um, and uh, that's, you know, that's my specialty is to, to meet people where they're at. And, and even people that live, you know, stateside and, um, you know, have maybe a little bit more, you know, resources, flexibility of resources. It's still hard if you have four or five kids to get to an appointment on a regular basis, it adds a whole nother level of stress. So to create that appointment in your home and eliminate the drive time, eliminate the daycare, eliminate like all of that, you know, and just set aside the time as an appointment, but not adding all the other complications, I think. Yeah, I think especially for the length of the class, um, it would have been hard for me to commit and to an in-person appointment. Yes schedule for the amount of of teaching and lessons I received so again we travel so much I can't even get my kids into the dance classes every week <laughs> so I just my computer and it didn't matter where we were I could just go on and be consistent with the course that was great yeah um what is what is your next step for you are you um feeling like you have the tools you need right now are you wanting to return to some kind of exercise have you gone back to pilates what are you doing at the next step or do you feel strong and like this is a good next you know place for you for right now um my next steps i have um gone back to pilates i have modified some of the exercises and mm -hmm. i feel very conscious about my workout, like no matter what it is, even if I just push my stroller or my shopping cart, as you explain, and I'm just so much more conscious to consistently applying the suggested, you know, modifications or how aware to be. Um, so yes, I picked up working out just a little bit. <laughs> and um, I'm, my hopes is that we now are traveling a lot more. I find that very hard to focus on my body. Like we're sitting on a plane for five hours. I still have a lap infant and I go in these positions. We're on a car a lot. Mm -hmm. So my goal is to be more consistent during the travel times or the times that I'm not in my normal environment. And mm -hmm. I definitely so want to toolbox stretches and doing some of the fitness minutes, like little things like that, that you can build in. Um, because, you know, the demands of motherhood don't stop. You still have seasons where, you know, you have a sick baby and you're holding them for a lot or a teething baby or, you know, something happens and you're in a, you know, you're traveling, but you have these tools that you can apply anywhere and anytime and you know how they feel when you apply them. Yes, yeah. exactly. So consistency is really my next goal, even in changing life situations or changing daily situations. And I have done something that's hard for me to do, which is ask for help a lot more. I always said, I got this. I got this. I had a baby in the front carrier at the same time in the back carrier. And we were going through an airport while I was feeding one in the carrier. And oh, yeah. even though at home, our little boy, I'm like, tell my husband, can you please bring him to bed and carrying her up, up the stairs? I would have never done that if it wasn't for the constant awareness of, I would really like to heal my body. Yeah. And, and I think asking for help and also making intentional choices like 
I'm going to sit down and hold them instead of stand, you know, or I'm going to let my husband carry one of the kids, you know, like I don't have to carry both of the kids, you know? Um, Yeah. Some of that stuff, just because you can do it doesn't mean it's best for you to do it. Right. There are times where we have to do things. We do what we have to do. And then we apply some of these strategies to kind of like, take care of our body after we did something that was maybe a little bit harder than we needed it to be. Right. But, uh, but there's a lot of things that we choose to do. And if we just make a slightly different choice, it feels better for everybody. Um, And, and I think understanding the cost of some of the things I'm not anti-baby wearing in any form. I I loved having my baby in the sling, but it's, I'm anti-powering through pain and negative symptoms for hours on end, um, you know, when it, you don't have to, if that's more that I want, I want people to recognize, look at the big picture, because some of those sacrifices um, seem like, oh, it's just a little sacrifice, but sometimes it takes a long time to repair, you know, the, the detriments of that kind of sacrifice. I agree. Yeah. I definitely, my focus shifted to the long run. Yes. Throughout the course. And I'm like, you know, kids while it's so much easier for me to pick up all the stuff the bending down is really not the best so please get all your things (laughs) specifically the long run is like the sooner (laughs) they know how to take care of themselves the better not only your life is going to be but the world is going to be because they need to know how to be productive human beings in the world that take care Mm -hmm. of themselves a little bit you know um take care of their own things um, but yeah, it, it was, it was shifting some of that mentality of empowering them and ha- being a team. And I think that one of the things about, even you say mom's going to take a class, like you said, you know, they're homeschooled, they know what that looks like, but probably before you took a class, their homeschool experience was my mom is here to serve my every need. Not yeah. like, oh, my mom also has needs yeah. and needs learn something, you know, like recognizing that we are all part of this family with equal needs. Yeah, I definitely think the class impacted my whole family, for sure. My kids saw that I was, you know, not always the strong mom, that I also have uh, bodily things I need to look after, that I have to stretch and work out. My husband started doing some of the stretches with me because I finished a lesson. I'm like, did you know what I just learned? Like every time I sit like this, it opens up the diastasis and I said like that and he's like wow can I do that stretch and I'm like yeah he, he like <laughs> he gained a different understanding for the core and he was very supportive but also you know taking away some things and again I have a lot of other pregnant moms around me and I'm like guys I wish somebody told me that before but there is something called diastasis that I was completely blind towards for three pregnancies I wish so right Listen, just up and maybe prenatal course where we, you know, we prevent it, you know, and we prepare them ahead of time and we eliminate the risk of it. And I actually, I actually train midwives to help them, you know, educate their before this becomes a problem, right? Like that's the goal is not always waiting till it happens and then fix it. Although that's you know, sometimes that's the way it works out, but also seeing how we can prevent that and set the stage to have this mindset going in to, 
even though this hard season, it's a hard season and, um, but it's, it's worth it. Obviously we all keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the kids are worth it, but we want to be motherhood is more than newborn care. You know, there's, there's a long, a long uh, road ahead that you want to be strong and active for. You have an active lifestyle and you want to keep that up. So I'm proud of you for doing the work. I'm so glad that you got to this point. And um, yeah. And if there's, is there anything we're about to wrap up, but is there anything that you feel like you've kind of said this already, but anything specific that you wish you you knew before your first baby that would like the, or, or going into your first, a motherhood experience that you feel like, oh, if I knew this thing, it would have changed everything. Um, I definitely agree with the part of preventing is better than to fixing things. Mm-hmm. So if I had the access to the prenatal course before my first baby, I would have loved if I took it. And um, just being educated about what happens truly with your body before you get in the blender of parenting and, and motherhood for the first time, I would have looking back, I think it would have really benefited me. Yeah. That just the education alone. And there's a lot of education throughout the course. You know, I want people to not just blindly follow along. I want you to understand like why you're doing this. I I say, it's kind of like your, your kind of owner's manual of your body. You only have one body. You should know how what's going to happen. And I, I love how you've referred to it several times, the blender, the yeah. blender season of everything just whirling around. I totally can relate to that. Yes. <laughs> it makes a good juice. I love it. But yeah, it definitely takes some years for you to what look yeah. clearly yourself and what actually, you know, we, we talk about it a lot. We run a small business and sometimes you get so caught up in the little pieces of it that you fail to look at the big picture. And yeah. I feel like it's the same with so many things in life. And that happened to me in motherhood. I'm like, now I feel like slowly looking at, wow, we created five human beings. It's beautiful. It was also exhausting. It was one of the biggest accomplishments of my life. And yeah, I got to look after myself to really enjoy this. Right. Because it's not going to end now. You have a whole life with these kiddos. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Julia. Thanks for sharing your story. I, I know that, um, a lot of, a lot of other moms are going to, uh, you know, resonate with some of the things that you shared and, and I appreciate that you just took the time to like, you know, want to help other people by, by telling a little bit about your experience. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I, I really hope uh, it benefits as many, as much to many people that it benefited me. Oh, really good. Grateful. Yeah. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for you as well. All right, everybody. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Tummy Team Journey. And if you have a story you want to share, I would love to hear it. Um, So reach out to us and see how you can get on the podcast and check out more of what we do at thetummyteam.com. Thanks, everybody. We will see you next time. Thank you so much for joining us today at the Tummy Team Journey podcast. To hear more inspiring stories, please subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. And of course, to find out more about all that we do, check out thetummyteam.com. We would love to help you be strong for the life you are meant to live.